be flexible. You gotta have a plan. And if you have a plan, then you already know what expenses you can reduce and do away with so that that way you don't have to liquidate your investments in the middle of a recession or if we're in a depression at a loss. Once you liquidate them, you're never gonna be able to get that back if you spend it or any other assets. So you never wanna sell those things at a loss. And last but not least, you know, work with a professional, work with your advisor who can understand what your situation is. And by putting a plan together, they're gonna go through and ask a whole host of questions so that that way they understand what you want, what you like, because the numbers are what the numbers are. What's more important is what's important to you. a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on the Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on Processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about helping you find ways to become financially fit for your future, no matter what kind of shape you're in now. There's a lot of questions about being in a recession. So are we? Aren't we? And if we are, what do we do about it? And what don't we do about it? Better yet, how do we survive and thrive in a recession? This is Leanne Sedell, and here to help us with all of our questions is The Retirement Trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Hey, Leanne, what's going on? Oh, so much, so much. So the question is, are we in a recession? All right, great question. The answer is, honestly, technically we don't know. All right. Usually we don't know if we're in a recession and, until it's already over because a recession by definition is a temporary economic decline. So that means we have reduced activity in trade, industrial activity, employment is reduced and a fall in our gross domestic product or GDP. And that has to happen for two successive quarters. This is May and we really started to see the drop off in March. And so it's really affecting the second quarter. You know, we've got the second quarter and the third quarter and we really won't know. But unfortunately, you know, I'm pretty comfortable comfortable in saying that we're probably in a recession based on all the economic data that we've seen so far. Well, so there's a lot of talk that we could actually be heading towards a depression. What is the difference between a recession and a depression? Because you hear a lot of talk from the media about being in a in a depression possibly too. You have to take into consideration when you're watching the media and the pundits, they're entertainers. So very few of them really have the expertise to talk about it. So they're trying to entertain. And if it bleeds, it leads. I say this all the time and it's horrible. So 
the more tragic, the more that they can build ratings, the more detrimental it is. So a depression is really a long drawn out downturn in economic activity. It's a sharp fall in growth, sharp fall in, in employment and production. The difference between a depression and a recession is a depression typically lasts three years. It's a prolonged recession and or a 10% reduction in GDP, okay, the growth of the country. We don't know what that's going to look like right now as far as that 10%, but I will tell you that the jobs numbers just came out. This is May 8, 2020. And unemployment is at 14.7%. We had 20 million Americans in April file for unemployment. So as it stands right now, we have over 30 million Americans who are unemployed. And over the years, we've experienced a lot of recessions, and there's only been a handful of depressions. So we'll kind of see by the third quarter what it's going to look like, but there's no doubt that we're in a recession right now. Okay, so we're in a recession right now. What do we need to do? So these are really challenging times. This COVID-19, I said it before, it's the real deal. It's putting a lot of strain and stress on families mentally, emotionally, financially, health, right? All these different things. And, and I said this before, there's a huge section of the population that have been affected. Almost 15% of the American population are unemployed. Yeah. All right. So that's huge. And the biggest thing is even though savings were at an all-time high, as compared to 2007, 2008, going into the housing bubble where debt was at an all-time high, but still people didn't prepare for this kind of tragedy. And so even with all the stimulus packages and everything that Congress and the White House, everything that everyone's doing, it's still really, really tough for families out there. And we feel for everybody. The most important thing is it's not to panic. It's easier said than done, but you really have to take the emotions out of it. And the only way to do that is hopefully you're following your plan. And not watch the news. And not <laughs> <laughs> the, the freedom is we get to turn it off, right? I mean, holy cow. Wow. It is so, it's, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Talk about fear. That, that That is something that comes through big and bold. So here in the office, we're watching all the different news channels and how often do we have the sound on? Never. <laughs> That used to be something that I put on to lull me to sleep, and uh, now I find that I it does not. It does not do that. Absolutely. So, okay, so what steps should we take that could potentially help us survive and thrive in a recession? Six things. And like I just said, the most important thing is don't panic. You've got to follow your plan and not your emotions. So this is the time to not make drastic decisions in your investments and in your plan. And you want to make sure that you're talking with your advisor to make sure that you're on the right path and that you're headed towards retirement doing everything that you should be doing. So that's number one. Number two, I just mentioned it before, emotions. During a recession, things get really, really crazy. It's hard to keep the emotions in check and fear out of the equation. And so the only way to do that is to follow your plan. You know, and I said this, I think, in our last podcast, my dad's favorite saying, best laid plans, Ed. You know, you cannot control what happens to you. You can't control what goes on around you, but you can control how you deal with it, how you act and how you react. And the only way to do that is to follow your plan. And that's how you know what the next step is. That is that crucial question that you ask everybody when they come in. How much money are you comfortable <laughs> losing? <laughs> losing, right? <laughs> what does everybody say? You can't see it right now, but what's it? You know, zero. Yeah, I don't want to lose anything. So the third thing is, is we want to take care of our families, our loved ones. And it's really easy to get stressed out during these times. And we need to lean on that support system. A family is a great foundation to give each other that support and as well as our friends and help those that are in need, because that's really, really important. Can't forget who we are as people. The fourth thing is... <laughs> 
<laughs> ignore the pundits because they are entertainers and, and they really are. We have to understand that. And they're trying to get the ratings. And again, if it bleeds, it leads. So make sure that you have to understand they're speaking in generalities. Probably a large portion of what they're talking about isn't going to apply to your individual situation, but just make sure you're following your plan. The fifth thing is be flexible. You got to have a plan. See the theme here? And if you have a plan, then you already know what expenses you can reduce and do away with so that that way you don't have to liquidate your investments in the middle of a recession or if we're in a depression at a loss. Once you liquidate them, you're never going to be able to get that back if you spend it or any other assets. So you never want to sell those things at a loss. And last but not least, you know, work with a professional, work with your advisor who can understand what your situation is. And by putting a plan together, they're going to go through and ask a whole host of questions so that that way they understand what you want, what you like, because the numbers are what the numbers are. What's more important is what's important to you. And, you know, as advisors, our job is to help people understand what their situation is and make sure that they stay on the right path, take the emotion out of the decisions. And so that's the only way that they can make sure that you're on the right path. And the only way to do that is really to have a plan. Look, we're going to get through this. You know, we're already starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. As we're talking right now, I'm, I'm looking at the market. Who knows what close is going to be right now, but it's over 24,000, the Dow. It's up over 300 points right now. Futures said that we were going to be over the high for 2020 today. Possibly. But the big thing is, is that even with all the jobs numbers coming out that are bad, all the bad news, the question always is, well, why is the market going up? Because the market doesn't like uncertainty, right? It wants to see good news. And so it's starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. And it really is temporary. The markets are fickle. I mean, they really, really are. And, and that's why they don't like uncertainty. And unlike in 2008, when we saw the cause was an institutional meltdown, now it was a biological event. Okay. It was an initial outbreak of a virus that turned into a psychological event that caused the panic selling, which is what we saw at the end of February and all the way through March of this year. And then in April, we started to see a very, very sharp recovery. April was a huge month. I mean, some of the strongest growth in the month of April in history. And now the, the third part of that is we're looking into an economic event. The real effect of all of this, what it's having on companies' earnings, their long-term ability to remain a company, because a lot of companies are going to come out of this and they're going to survive and thrive. Some companies just aren't going to make it. You're going to see other companies that are formed and they're going to see opportunities. As it continues to grow, the markets and the economy are going to recover. Estimates are we're going to see a total infusion of capital of anywhere from $3 trillion to as much as $8 trillion from banks and the feds and Uncle Sam, which is really from all of us and all of our tax dollars. So it's really important to understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel. This is temporary. If people want your help, how do they get it, Ed? I really believe that these are some of the most important times that we can be helping people make better decisions. And we're going to try and help as many people as we can by donating our time. And anybody who has questions, I don't care if you have a dollar or $10 million, if you have questions, give us a call. We'll do whatever we can to help you out and make sure that you're staying on the right path for what your goals are and really take the emotion out of your decision-making process and understand what that next step is so that you can control how you act and react, not just through the the rest of this event, but in the future. People ask me all the time, all right, Ed, what do we need to send to you in advance? Nothing. Oh, this, this is a conversation that you're going to have with them. 
It is. It is. I, I just want to, you know, whatever questions you have, write them down so that you don't forget them. If there's anything specific, make sure you have it in front of you and I'll do anything and everything I can to help you out. Thank you very much. If you want Ed's help, you can reach him at info at egsifinancial.com or on our website at www.egsifinancial.com or you can give us a call at the office at 614-526-4118. There's always checking us out on Facebook and Ed Sedell, the retirement trainer, he is here to help. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Leanne. And again, just know we're, we're praying for all those families that, that have been affected, you know, by this. And we're praying for all the listeners out there, too. So thanks. Absolutely. Hey, when was the last time you tested your fitness level? Not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance. Because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for, a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 1020619. Thank you.